Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you've got an extra buck or two, you wouldn't mind tossing the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Music Podcast. Also consider helping with the word on the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Chuck Berry. Don't get bit by the same dog twice. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 134. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a beautiful summer evening here at my folks' place in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. My old man had back surgery today, so I'm helping out with some outdoor chores today and tomorrow. Made some nice progress in the last few days on finalizing our new record. Very excited. But not as excited as Copper, the Wonder Golden, and my folks' dog, Bowsy, making their debut swim of the summer in Horseshoe Lake. Last week's gigs wrap up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Vegas trip giveaway night was packed. Learned House of the Rising Sun by the animals and didn't realize how high that song got. Yeah, scratch that one. Thursday, Brian Johnson myself jammed at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota. First patio show of the season. Friday, played a solo show at Ingredients in Whiteberry Lake, Minnesota. Great to catch up with friends, fans, and podcast listeners, Scott and Maureen. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson myself rocked out at JJ's Pub in Breezy Point, Minnesota. Fun times hanging out with local diehards, Briz, and P. Fitty. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, May 9th, 2018, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, May 10th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out at B-Dale Club in Roseville, Minnesota from 6 to 9 p.m. Friday, May 11th, I'll be playing a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Is part three of three of Minnesota singer-songwriter Allie Gray turning the tables and interviewing me for the podcast. We discuss my top five influences and the new album, Wrath of the King, at Mancini's. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This isn't Mark Sterry. This is Allie Gray, and this is part three of three of Mark Sterry on his own podcast. We're talking to Mark Sterry. Here he is. Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Welcome to Mancini's. We got some guests here today. It's a kind of a social night of some podcast guests and friends we have. 
Mr. Brian Johnson back there, Alex and Dustin, the judge of the last podcast. If you got a few more folks yes, coming, yes, more so friends coming because we're you, celebrating Allie, for you this all together. I, 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 it's fun to talk about this stuff. I'm oh trying to gosh. jam as much information as I can, but it's but fascinating. You're doing a great job, and thank oh. you, thanks for doing this. Really, it's kind of cool. I well, it's my pleasure, and I do want to start this one out. This yeah, third podcast, I want to start this one out by saying. As a friend of yours, but also as a musician, starting out to be as a musician friend of yours, you have done tremendous things for musicians in this town. And for me personally, it starts back to the early years when I met you and you'd have me open for you and play around town. You got me gigs. And I know you've done that for other musicians. I know you've given a ton of guitar lessons to people. And also now with your podcast, you interview people and you have them on here talking about their music and and I just think you've done really great things for musicians so thank you. Thank you very much I appreciate that and always been a you know music buff and live music buff and and uh, just trying to get the word out there as much as you can you know and well you're a rare commodity in the music business because there's not a lot of musicians that want to share the wealth and I don't mean money I mean like stage time and um, talent time, and I hats off to you because you do that for people, and I think it's awesome. You got a heart of gold in that way. Oh, you do. Thanks. Okay. Thank you very much. But now, listen, we're gonna talk. We are gonna talk about your new album because we have talked about early music, your very early days. We talked about whiskey roses and um, white knuckle life, and we're gonna talk about your new album momentarily. But first, I want to cover a few things before we get there. I want to talk about your teaching career, but particularly what I know you do as your friend, that I don't know if everybody knows that you do, that you dedicate your summer to writing a musical and teaching kids this musical and then putting it on by the end of the summer. Yes. I've done that last, my buddy Manfred Schernauer, yeah. who uh, has battled some illness this uh, spring. Had a few close calls with him, but he's going to be all right, I guess. And we, him and I have done 15 or 16 plays for Turtle Lake School District. We come up with the stories and the songs. Uh, a few years I wrote all the songs and whatever. Now I just write the stories and stuff. Okay. And then Manfred does the music stuff. And uh, we put on a big play every year with all the kids and, and to do what we can to get mostly like to build kids' confidence and yeah. being on stage and, and, and exposing them to musicians and music they didn't probably wouldn't know. Like this year, my man for once do something about Fats Domino. I found my thrill. So I'm kind of researching on the New Orleans stuff and what I want to do with all that. And, I think and, that's uh, so But it's, cool. it's fun. And I'm, um, I've always wanted to look into, like, publishing one of those or getting some of those out. Some of those plays are kind of cool. Yeah. But I just haven't I haven't done that yet. But well, the highlights busy. were the years I did that one called Billy the Bear's Band of Rock and Rollers. Now I wrote all the songs, did the stories. I did like two or three years of that, and we came up here to the cities with the Turtle Lake kids, and went to the Children's Hospital and did it over their television network, and and uh, 
yeah, I love doing that stuff. I love it. And then, okay, and then now we're here together doing your podcast. What year did you start your podcast? And what made you start Mark Sterry Music Podcast? Uh, listening to, uh, I've always liked audio stuff, audio books. I, when I was a kid, I collect these old radio broadcasts of like The Shadow and. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? <laughs> the Shadow knows. Like uh, uh, Orson Welles, things like that. And then so when podcasts came along, um, I actually started, I, I really like these pro wrestling podcasts, mm -hmm. such as Colt Cabana, who I mentioned earlier, <laughs> uh, Ric Flair, Steve Austin has a show. Um, and so I'd listen to these all the time. And uh, I just saw a parallel between their wacky lives and the lives and the life of being a musician. Okay. And it just was these friends that had worked together like on the road and did whatever and they would just tell these funny road stories and they they just would joke around and laugh around and have fun and it was super interesting and now there's a million of them so I know it worked out pretty good so I was like uh that's right kind of when the Nashville thing kind of fizzled out I kind of like I'm yeah. done with that sh that stuff yeah. and uh I'm like I'm gonna start I'm gonna start my own podcast so I um I want I thought I'd I've been around long enough or knew enough people and wanted just to meet up with people and emulate what these kind of wrestling shows are doing. People that fellow musicians kind of live life on the road, this kind of wacky, crazy music life, and uh, just talk about it. So that's how it started. I love that. Okay. And then I do want to mention that you're also an artist, a fine artist. And you've been doing that since college or even before? Since I was a tiny kid. I've okay. always done... I don't do it as much now. Uh I, my trouble with that is always choose poor subject matter. Like I'd like draw stuff <laughs> I like, and um, yeah, I've done a number of art shows, gallery stuff, whatever. And people commission you for art. I think there's a song for I drawings think a too. Picture hanging in here somewhere. I did. That's I did so of, cool. I did one of Nick here and Nick Mancini years ago. Yeah, and people can it. commission art. Right? Yeah, yeah, drawings yeah. of family members, or people they love, mm -hmm. or animals, or whatever, right? And that's kind of like like my music thing. I like to dive into different styles and stuff. And yeah. so like. As of late, I like Ang is my favorite artist. Okay. So my pencil sketches as of the last few years have been in his style. Oh, that's cool. That's such, that's an artist way. And all of the board things sound super reminiscent of artists in general. I think that they like to dabble in different areas of their art form, music or fine art. Okay. Can we do a quick fire round of questions? And then I want to talk about your new album. Yes. So, here's my first question. And you asked me this on my, when I was on a guest on your podcast, and I thought mm -hmm. it was a great question, and I think you're going to have a really good answer. How has the music business changed since you started in the Minnesota music scene, Twin Cities music scene, and how is it today versus that time? Did I word that correctly? Yeah. It was more band-oriented for me back in the day, I agree. where it was band, had a little more money, you know, mm -hmm. they pay a little more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it Preach. Was, uh, yeah, so it was more band-oriented, you know, and then so I started doing, we've always, like, I'll be honest with you, we were always trying to be, like, doing the new thing. 
there wasn't all that many country bands around here. Then the Whiskey Road started. We were like country bands. Now it's country bands all over. Especially we, original. Yeah. And then we started doing like the acoustic thing. And people weren't, there wasn't all that many acoustic shows. And I built enough enough acoustic shows. Now everyone plays acoustic shows. You're right. Because we tried to stay at, like, um, back in school, is, I had this teacher named Mark Lefebvre. And he said, uh, he said, uh, you got pack light. Travel fast and stay adaptable, and that's I've always uh, like applied that to everything I've always done. That's you, that's you. You do that. Yeah, so that's one of my on my phone, one of my life quotes I have, and so I apply that to the music scene. Like I always try to stay, um, just mostly true to what I'm interested in and what I enjoy. And then you got to use you know what's practical to make a living to continue to do this because a regular job I'd want to die. (laughs) I know. I okay, but just piggybacking to that, do you like it better today or in the early days? I like my started? shows better now. Okay. Um, I'm also older, so uh, I don't like, I don't miss the pretentiousness a lot of the old musicians had. Um, I understand. I miss the innocence of it a little bit. I miss that, that going to other people's shows and and there was like these folkloric heroes like before internet you know the only pictures i you'd have of brian layton or martin zeller or mahoney were on their promo pics and stuff there was no facebook stuff no whatever yeah um i kind of miss all that but i like the acoustic stuff and i like the internet stuff i can be exposed to ten thousand other types of music and express myself in ten thousand different musician music forms Mm -hmm. and you can do it actually you know so i i prefer it now okay but uh and why no full band today for you we're playing on saturday Oh. Full band. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Because I, I'm into blues, three-piece blues, the money. Okay, yeah, I know. My band, yeah. band guys now are Brian Johnson and Brian Liggett, and I love them very yeah. much. We're just doing this album, and whenever I can afford Liggett, we'll have them. And for the room, you know, Johnson just slides in on this and that. So. Okay, all right. And so, now- no, but not as many because it's the money thing. Um would be probably be it, and then you know, Liggett plays a bunch of the bands, and but and no, like I, original shows, like would you do another? Would you do a Mark Steer original show? Sure. Yeah. If someone ever asked for it, you could play probably for eight hours straight with all your music. I mean, I know I you wouldn't a br- want to. Breweries last year for my dog school or my canine inspired change that I worked for. I did a couple shows. It was all original stuff. Okay. I could, yeah, I could yeah. definitely sometime if everyone asked. It's all about, you know, I could book it and have three <laughs> people show up, you know. And I'd no come knows. for sure. <laughs> okay, so here's my other quick fire questions. The thing that I've gotten to have the most fun on your podcast with are the top five podcasts. I love doing them, and you know I invite myself all the time. So we're going to do Mark Sterry's top fives. Top five music influences in your life. Uh, Don't not right now because I know you're gonna say ghost and no, stuff. No, that's yeah, shit. <laughs> I would say uh, uh, besides like family, like uh, my mother introduced me to music that's when I was super a, a cool. Kid. Well, I'm, I'm talking. Well, okay. I'm talking just in general. My grandfather yeah. was a musician. Okay. A band called the Turtle Lakers, a huge influence on me. My dad and I have the same, have the exact same listening. Uh, we like the same exact music. Um, he introduced me a lot of great tunes. Uh, my mom took me to all the guitar lessons, piano lessons, so I wouldn't do, be doing any of this if it wasn't for family um, exposing me to it and encouraging me to do it while I had. Okay. It was all about that, you know. 
um, for better or for worse. Uh, so, but let's say in general, Leon Russell probably number one. I like the guys that experiment in different types of music. So he's done songwriter records, he does rock records, and blues records, and jazz records, and country records. I like that. Okay. That being more, what do you call it, renaissance or eclectic or whatever. He's one of my top five. Uh, Eric Clapton would be one of my five. Because of the same reasons, because he, uh, because he also was appreciative of, like these old blues guitar player mm -hmm. guys and whatever, and he would play different stuff. He had a hit a reggae song. He did like the uh, slow hand record that was all like for that, Don Williams stuff. Yeah, you know, that it was, like, country, country album was my favorite. You know, yeah. so I like that he does yeah. different stuff. Yeah. And plus, he introduced me to blues music. Uh, just he introduced. I don't listen to it really now. Yeah. But no. But, but right. He was huge influence on me. Okay. Um, three. I'm gonna just say uh, a podcast guest was uh, Sugar Blue. Uh, to Chicago. Oh, okay. Uh, this is more of a modern one, but that's my, he was a, the link. I love old blues harmonica. I got into that. It's my favorite thing in the world, studying mm -hmm. these old guys. Um, I've always wanted to live this folkloric life like these guys kind of had. And Sugar Blues is like a link to them, and he he's like the inventor of the modern blues harmonica, which influenced like John Popper and Blues Traveler. I hate when they say I sound like that, but but that's cool. But it's, it's all Sugar Blues, king yeah. of that. Okay. And uh, I love his rock and funky style. That's one of my, I'm going to, because I feel like it right now, three, um, four would be uh, probably Chuck Berry. Why? Because I like that throw together band stuff. I like I like stuff really loose. That makes and sense. And he would just he played simple songs that were catchy with thrown together bands. Just kind of had fun with it and rocked out. Let it be sloppy. Let it be whatever. He had some great stuff, but I love that. And he was a showman. He cut a promo. You know, he had a good time and on stage. And uh, that's number four. Uh, number five. Probably, I guess, I don't know, I keep saying this kind of stuff, but if I did do a local guy, it'd probably be Brian Layton, I guess. Met him when I was very, very young, and, and uh, I always wanted to be a musician in the Twin Cities. Yeah. Like Martin Zeller and Tim Mahoney and Will Bauermeister and Brian Layton, that whole crew. And so I think he, I would consider him like 
Yeah, I always wanted to be him. Yeah, to be maybe that. it was someone that you got to see on a yeah. weekend basis and say, I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. And th- that was huge. I get it, yeah. So let's just say that for top five without okay. thinking it through. Let's talk about your new album that you're about to release called Wrath of the King. Brand yes. new, totally different. Talk about it. I am so psyched. Um, wow, okay. I am psyched about this. I'm uh, so happy. I, lo- I love new projects and stuff. Okay, so this, I'm a huge blues music fan. So yeah. I study guitar players like Freddie King, Albert King, and also harmonica fan like Sugar Blue, James Cotton, stuff like that. So I, I had it on my goals list this last year to put out a blues record. Trying to write blues songs, I had... I had nothing really to bitch about. And I don't like happy blues songs. Yeah. So I didn't really have anything to, to bitch about. And I was Is there like, a happy blues song? I, that seems like a weird no, happy no, blues. And I was like, yeah. I don't really have much to say about it. And, yeah. it, and so <laughs> I just, I wanted something. I wanted to express myself in that way, but not just straight blue. I love jam with my band and stuff. Like We'll do some long blues, trippy, you know, stuff. But, but uh, I want to express a songwriting style too. And so... While I was thinking about doing this blues record, I discovered a bunch of, of modern bands, which rarely comes across the table for folks our age. We really start diving into some new scenes. And through uh, my friends uh, Bill Skinner and Brian Reese, I was introduced to a band called Ghost out of Sweden. Okay. Oh, they're um, Swedish. I didn't realize they were Swedish. Yeah, they're Swedish. Okay. And so it's a very, very dark uh, band that I just love. And what I liked about it was that it was it's singing. It's not screaming. It's just singing rock and roll. Okay. And I like it because it was this kind of dark subject matter and kind of storyteller-ish. And I heard, especially the song. Okay, so the ladies want me to drink. Especially the song Square Hammer. Um, ah. They have a, a song called Square Hammer and the Guy. It's a kind of a story song where the, I know this sounds bad, but it is what it is. So it's about <laughs> this girl or whatever that's that wants to be this celebrity, and she's selling her soul to the devil. And the singer of the song is the devil talking to her saying, are you sure you want to do this? You know, and it's really this wow. cra- like creep, like Faust kind of thing. Yes, right. And I was like, God, that's <laughs> creepy. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like a B horror movie or something. So I was really interested in that. And then they had they did a they did a cover of Annie Lennox song called Missionary Man, and uh, they have a harmonica solo in there. And I'm like, okay, now I gotta do this. But the ghost stuff is a little dark for me. So I started studying all these other Swedish bands, so Swedish rock, and it's this very hot scene over there. It sounds like 70s rock, but it's just these people singing, like I have a high singing voice, whatever. And so I just engulfed myself for months and months and months in this stuff and then decided to come up with this project. I wanted to do this rock and roll record that featured my guitar playing and harmonica playing 
And like we were talking about songs that have done well for me over the years has been kind of the story ones. Like let's say Your yeah. Dreams. Yeah. It tells a story about this kind of guy that doesn't want to get tied down or like Tequila tells a story about going to Florida and like uh, thinking about summer is a story about uh, going through a summer or being a, thinking about a summer day. So I wonder, I like the story stuff. I've always liked these old Vincent Price movies and Twilight Zone and yeah. and these old radio yeah, shows yeah. like Detective Guys and Scary Guys. At the same time, I was thinking about writing some short stories to pitch to this podcast. And I was like, okay, how about I mix this all together? Two things I want to do. And so I wrote this kind of like a, sh- a little scor- short scary story in p- prose form and then add the whole music part to it and make it instead of writing a prose thing just make it a song i love it so my goal was to make a whole album of little like twilight zone episodes like a b-horror movie or twilight zone or don't sleep podcast episode and my friends or whatever and they're like you can't call it mark steary at all because it sounds nothing like my other shit and so my buddy jeff we like i said we have some friends here celebrating this podcast with us uh uh, John's the bass player. Dustin's been on the show. His wife, Alex, and my good friend Jeff over here, too. So it's up my buddy Jeff's. And I was like, God, I was going to call the album Montezuma uh, over the, my guy I teach with in summer school, this, this Manfred. He had a band called Montezuma. So I was going to call that, but I don't want it to have anything to do with, like, Montezuma's Revenge. Revenge right, anything. yeah. So I was like, what should I call it? And I was reading the song titles my buddy Jeff. And a song, Wrath, the title, Wrath of the King, yeah. came up. And he goes, oh, just call it that. He goes, it sounds sweet. Because the Swedish band's like, Ghost, Graveyard, Cadaver. I'm like, it fits in with that. This, and yes. I'm, I'm, cer- I, I'm, yeah. I'm shooting for the, the, the fringes here, you know? Yeah. And he goes, oh, just call it that. I'm like, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. And plus, I'm a big yeah. Tennessee Williams fan. Yeah. And when you title something, that should, you, as an English major, it yep. should have a cut in it. You know, so hard, Wrath of the yeah. King. So like, hard you know, consonant. Uh, yeah, hard consonants. So I thought that was yeah. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the album cover, I was... I haven't uh, seen that. Yeah, so the album cover, I was looking for like this this skull. I was going to do this picture of Orson Welles from Hamlet, but I was dealing with Orson Welles' freaking family about getting rights to this no photo. Way. And it just was going to be too much money. And so you said, like, I draw a picture. So I'm like, I'm just going to draw one. Well, yes. And then so in the middle of the night, I was sitting at my folks' house. And I remember that in college, when I had a class with my favorite teacher, Gene Bladehorn, I drew this this uh, life, this uh, this sketch of this, uh, it was like a still life drawing. It was like some model stuff. And it was a full-size skeleton. And I remember it was really quick with charcoal. And I remember that skeleton was really creepy. Like, the face of it was like, was like, Creepy. Where I remembered it 20 years later, and so in the middle of the night, 3:30 in the morning, I got up. I dug through all I, my parents' house. I didn't know they still had it. stuff. I dug through my closet, dust everywhere, and I'm digging through all these old sketches, and I found it. No. And it's this huge drawing like this of this whatever, and I took photos off it, and I and it's as creepy Just as I remember. Just off your phone? Yeah. And so I took that, and then I applied it, and did the, that's the cover of the album. Is this old this old skeleton I drew like 20 some years ago? That. And cool. I added this kind of like this fire. So it's like this creepy skeleton looking down on this fire thing. And uh, that's cool. I can't wait to see. The, I didn't yeah, see that. Like, yeah. So the whole thing has been really cool. The creative process has been one of the funnest things I've ever had. Liberating to write stuff that's like. Maybe you know, that's why, because now maybe with the publishing career for so long, you're writing songs that you thought might be ones that would 
be on hold or that somebody would pick up. And now it was a freedom in just writing yeah. for you. I might re-hit the Nashville stuff up because there's no songs about like zombies and shit out there at all. And there's zombie shows everywhere. I know, so I'm going to try to work brilliant. this Brilliant. You're brilliant. So we'll see. So maybe I'll hit the Nashville thing again. Heck from this, yeah. Like, this Twilight Zone, Stranger Things type of Absolutely. Uh, angle. <laughs> Absolutely. I did notice a ton of minor chords. It was very creepy sounding, but it, good. And I noticed, I mean, you told me that it was a rock rock album but i noticed a lot of blues influence in it oh yeah yeah i loved it just and i only got to hear three songs are you gonna do a cd release party i don't know yet we'll okay. see we'll, we'll have some kind of get together mark thank you so much for letting me do this with you it was an honor and i you know i was nervous super nervous and stressed out and i just hope that i served you well and we were able to all your fans that listen i hope that they feel like they understand you more and get to know you more well, I appreciate it. No one ever asked me anything about this stuff, so that's well, kind of Well, I feel like we should have another one just because we didn't even get to cover everything that you've done. You have Maybe such an incredible career. But, I, yeah, I was just trying to, and I I, I know you had a lineup for the, this show, and no, I was just trying I, to no, squeeze in your as show. much stuff as possible. <laughs> I just wanted to be prepared. That's it, and be well studied. That's all. Yeah, no, just trying to get as much information as possible, and it's fun to kind of to, and some of this stuff's all out of order, but it, but uh, so is everything well, else. We've had life. a great career, and to go down memory lane, and not that it's over, but I mean to go down memory lane to see how it's all worked out is probably kind of a trip too. Yes. You don't probably do that very often. Yeah, and thank you for putting this together. It's cool and bringing a bunch of friends here of ours. Yeah, we're we'll gonna to get, party now. We'll have to get some uh, some pictures for the SoundCloud account. Yeah. Of course, thanks for covering your dreams and all that stuff. That was one of the coolest things ever. Please, you know, does they have you do honor. that? And, um, I still do it all the time. I feel like I should pay you money. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> At every original show, I do it. <laughs> I don't care. It's a great song. <laughs> it's a great song. But uh, no, man, it's all a, of your stuff is. Well, really. thank you very much, and it's been a fun, fun trip down this music road. And good. And uh, even though as as you know, we get a little, we're getting a little older now, and whatever, long in the tooth. I don't care. But but I still I still have as much enthusiasm and and energy for it. And I know we talk about your mm-hmm. music all the time and new albums and stuff. Where for some reason, you're similar too. Where we're still hungry to yeah. to a. Uh, express ourselves yeah. in this medium and still do this stuff and it's it can't be smart no we're knuckleheads for I know, sure but, but like you're the same way like we're just yeah. we're in this and this is a long haul and that's just how we are it's our cross to bear <laughs> it's definitely it's our privilege it's a privilege no doubt it's something that does have to be done i don't know why but it feels like it has to be done Maybe it is crossed. See, I told you. <laughs> no, no. The next album. The next I'll, album. The next album. A Twilight Zone songs. I'll have a song about a musician. Yeah. Good Lord, help us all. all. Right. Thank you so much. Tune in next time for the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. 
We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go with some fun. Till next time. Rises to the sky 